Hello and welcome to Spiritual Shit, your guide to the down and dirty of modern spirituality. This podcast is a place for people wanting to discover more about spirituality, where we can get weird about ghosts, mediumship, aliens, psychics, religion, new age, awakening, ascension, starseeds, channeling, holistic health, philosophy, and even dating. Some shows will be just me rambling about my mystical experiences and discoveries, while other shows will have guests to open up new perspectives and views. I hope you'll join me on this journey as we discuss and open up what spirituality in today's modern world really looks like. Remember to like and subscribe to never miss an episode and hit me up at thelovelyleah.com or at thelovelyleah on Instagram so we can connect. Become a Patreon supporter to get access to behind the scenes of our guests, freebies, early access to new episodes, discounts on merch, and more. Hello everyone. How was your week? I, I hope that you had a really awesome week given the type of energy that's been coming in right now. Whoo! I feel like I've been having very visceral dream after visceral dream after visceral dream. It's just been, they've been so intense and I feel like I've gotten some visitations within that time that have been really exploratory and have been thinking about, uh, you know, my, my body, um, as an entity and my spirituality as an entity, um, ways to find essentially just a space to integrate the two of them and looking for more discipline in my practices this week, um, maybe this month, maybe this year. I don't know. There's just a new energy coming over me. That's like, I really feel like I need to get my shit together. You know, anyway, um, for those of you who I saw in our Patreon workshop, um, a few weeks back awake now, what was really fun and it was amazing to explore a lot of those um, different questions with you. So for those of you who'd like to join, join in on the party, um, you can become a Patreon member at patreon.com slash the lovely Aaliyah and become a $10 member, uh, to be a part of our next workshop, which is December 5th at 10 AM CST. And we're going to be talking to spirit what's on the other side. So the topic will be how to talk to spirit, how to connect, what does that look like? And just kind of get some insight and experiences from me, as well as all the people that I've interviewed about what it means to to actually get information from spirit and what do they talk and speak like. Uh, and then afterwards, if you've become a mystery school participant, which is uh, a limited spot, a limited offering we have, um, it's the $25 tier that we have in our Patreon school, but we will then actually be practicing talking to spirit with uh, a variety of exercises um, that I'm going to provide where we get to actually try out on each other ways that we're trying to um, build up our spiritual gifts. And so if you want to be a part of that community, it's the $25 tier uh, on Patreon and all of our um, offerings essentially are going to be on Sundays. And so our mystery school starts at 1 p.m. CST. So um, yeah, and that's kind of getting our housekeeping things out of the way. Uh, I'm really excited for today's episode because we have Sylvie Barrios, who is, um, well, you know, you'll get your intro here in a second, but, <laughs> um, she gave me this incredible reading that was based on Mayan astrology. And, uh, we got to talk lots about, uh, what is it, what does the Mayan calendar actually mean and all the different types of calendars that they have, because most people's, uh, first awareness with, Mayan culture, probably not most people, but like a lot of people is, um, the calendar 2012, um, where everybody was like, the world is going to end because the Mayan calendar doesn't go past here. And, uh, Solvig does a very good job of explaining why. 
And so it's it's a really interesting interview, and she is, she shares lots of wonderful stories. Um, but she also gave me this incredible reading that gave me a lot of information about my life path, and um, you know, and it very much aligned with me. I had such a good you know, representation from not just regular astrology and past life, you know, regressions, as well as, you know, mediumistic messages that have come from beyond, but some, some very considering in, in a Mayan culture, very concrete resonance of what my actual path is. So it's super cool. If that's something you're interested in, um, definitely reach out to her. Uh, it's called the Mayan wisdom project. And so we will be getting into that episode right now. Solveig Barrios is the founder of the Mayan Wisdom Project. She comes from a family line of deep spiritual leaders, most influenced by her father, the renowned Mayan elder Carlos Barrios, who wrote books and traveled the world spreading his vast knowledge about Mayan wisdom. She began to learn about the Mayan geocosmovision at a very early age and is currently on the path becoming a Mayan spiritual leader. With the guidance that was left to her by her family, plus the incredible knowledge her great teachers who are spiritual leaders from indigenous communities in Guatemala, she's since then started to practice and acquire a deep knowledge for the topic of Mayan wisdom. And ever since she's had the opportunity to travel, she's been learning and sharing from different spiritual leaders all over Guatemala. The Mayan Wisdom Project has been a stepping stone on her mission to make wisdom of the most developed and enlightened civilization in history known to the world. She believes that we all have the ability to heal, grow, and evolve and become the creators of our personal reality. And she believes that the Mayans hold the spiritual technologies that guide us through that process and open our minds to incredible ideas. Please welcome Solveig Barrios to the show. Hello and welcome to another episode of Spiritual Shit. I'm your host, Aaliyah Lovely, and today we have Solvay. Barrios, who is this incredible Mayan expert who's doing really amazing things for the culture. And uh, I'm so excited to talk about energy with you today. Say hey to everybody. Well, first of all, I just want to thank you for having me. I am beyond happy and so honored to be here with you. And of course, hello, everyone. I'm Sulvay Barrios, and it's a super pleasure to be here. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Um, I'm I'm really stoked about your content because we haven't gotten a lot into um, Mayan culture specifically and ancient cultures, indigenous cultures when it comes to uh, this specific like thing. Um, and the Mayans have always struck me as something really, really interesting because of what happened in 2012 and how everybody talked about the world was going to end or whatever. It was almost like the Mayans during that particular time in Western culture finally became popular. And, and I'm so interested because there's a couple of things that I did some research on you about where you talk about how the Mayan culture, uh, not just the culture, but the people themselves still exist somewhere. Um, because if guys, if you, if you have never heard about Mayan culture or whatever, they're this amazing, I'm gonna let you tell them about who they are. I'm not going to fuck it up, but <laughs> uh, essentially they disappeared off the face of the earth with all their technology and all these amazing things or whatever. Uh, similarly to Atlantis, Lumeria, and so on. A lot of indigenous cultures that have disappeared off of this current earth. So before we get into all that good stuff, um, can you kind of talk to people and tell a little bit about your story about, um, you know, how you got into this, how it came about. I know your dad is very involved in a lot of the work that you do as well. Um, and let people know how you got to be here. Yes. So I was just very lucky. Uh, it was basically destiny, I think, because, I was born the daughter of my dad. As you said, he was a very renowned Mayan elder. His name was Carlos Barrios. And he was 
perhaps one of the most famous people in the world when it came to Mayan geocosmovision or Mayan wisdom. And so since I was really, really little, I just traveled around Guatemala with my family and I had the opportunity to meet a lot of Ahkijav, which means Mayan spiritual leaders. And my dad taught me so much since I was little. It, at that time, I didn't actually understand that this is not something that everyone understands when I was a kid. And then as I grew up, I realized, wow, actually, Mayan wisdom is so, so deep. And it is so absolutely interesting because it's based on so many different, it's very holistic. Mm -hmm. So we talk about the different areas of life. And it's not just about, you know, financial success or emotional success or mental success or spiritual success is the combination of all of those things. And it's also the convergence between science and spirituality. And I feel like in modern day society, we, you know, are very far from figuring all of those things out, or at least knowing how to put them all together. And so when I realized like, okay, this is something that people don't actually understand. Um, I, well, first I decided to use it for myself, for my own healing, my own development, my own evolution, eh, which was very necessary, by the way. And I'm just glad that I had the opportunity to have all those tools around me. Uh, but later on, um, my dad, he, he really wanted to find a way to share it with the world. And so he and I were talking about how to do that. So I told him, of course, technology is the way to go because that connects all of us today. And uh, that's how we started a project that I have, which is called the Mayan Wisdom Project together. And our mission is we work with different indigenous spiritual leaders from Guatemala to share the authentic Mayan wisdom. Uh, because as you know, spirituality is on the rise, which is great. <laughs> but also we want to give the floor back to the people who have always held the wisdom and the secrets of this spirituality. And I'm not even going to say that I know anything because even though I'm lucky enough to know quite a bit about the topic, I'm still only at the beginning of my journey when it comes to learning about Mayan wisdom. And I kind of put myself back because I just want the floor again to really belong to them because after all, it is their heritage. It is their ancestry. It is their blood. And I can't say the same thing. Mm -hmm. And so for me, that's, you know, very important. So that's, that's kind of a very short summary <laughs> of, a, <laughs> you know, my journey and how I got into all of this and not only my dad, but I'm lucky enough that a lot of people on my dad's side, they all were working with Mayan spirituality in different areas, not only the spiritual side, but the research, the history, the anthropology of it. And that just opened the doors for me to like, you know, just learn yeah. in so many different ways. So that's, that's really cool. That's really cool. Um, you have something called the Mayan wisdom project, and we're going to talk about that a little bit later in the work that you do to help people understand um, more of this ancient wisdom and get uh, in tune with more of this ancient wisdom. But the word that you showed up or showed up just for me right now is the word technology. And the word technology is an interesting word because when we think of technology, we think of digital, uh, we think of our phones, we think of Instagram, we think of, you know, all kinds of stuff. Um, the way we're even able to connect with 
our listeners today through a podcast. Um, but there was something on one of your podcast interviews that stood out to me so well and rung in my ears for hours. And it is that, um, you know, magic, the word even magic, you know, what the, the images that come to a person, um, magic is just a technology that helps us interact with energy. And when you said that, I was just like, let me listen to it again and again and again, <laughs> because it's, 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 to me, it's the, the deepest connector to what I've always understood about energy. There's this thing about energy that, yeah, like our metaphysicists and, and, you know, neuro, whatever are able to uh, start or have just started to learn about in the recent like decades, but there are all of these hosts of experiences that happen to our listeners, happen to myself, happen to tons of people that we cannot explain. And we're trying to have a, a deeper connection to ourselves in these awakenings and the magic that we're trying to feel in our lives, but also the magic that we feel in our psychisms and our connections to our ancestors and our spirit and one and, and whatnot. So can you speak a little bit about magic and, and what you meant by this is a technology that helps us interact with energy? Yeah. So maybe I'll tell you a little bit about my dad's story and how he got into Mayan wisdom, because I think that will certainly answer mm -hmm. the question. Um, so when he was very young, he was, uh, I don't know, 18, 19, 20, something like that. And he was in university and he was studying anthropology. And uh, there was this, you know, this one time where in university, they said that they needed people to go and do some field work for like around six months and not to worry because they're not going to lose any of the credits for the classes they don't take. They'll get full credits. Basically, all they have to do is just go there. He was a little lazy. So he was like, yeah, I want that. <laughs> <laughs> no studying and still get all the points for it. So they went really, really deep into the mountains of Guatemala <clears throat> back then, which was really, really long ago. Mm. And uh, there was no as much you know te technology as we have now and all of that so it was really he was completely disconnected from the world and he was in a 100% indigenous town that was very hard to get to so he was like with a group of friends from university there doing some field research and at the time he was a yoga teacher and a meditation teacher and like totally different <laughs> things <Era. then>. yeah <laughs> And yeah, well, but yeah, and he was doing something not, not related to Mayan wisdom at all. And, uh, you know, he was every single morning, uh, he was getting up at 5am. And uh, over there, it's I've been there, it's so cold. But I mean, so, 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 so cold. And in the morning, it's like icy, like, mm -hmm. you're just it's, you know, it's terrible. <laughs> so, <laughs> But he would still get up every single morning at 5 a.m. and he would do yoga, he would meditate, he would do all sorts of things. And then there was this one morning and uh, it was a foggy morning and he saw in the distance like this big orange light. Mm -hmm. And he was like, what is that? So he started, you know, he got up and he started following it. And it was a Mayan spiritual leader and he was doing a fire ceremony, which fire ceremonies are, by the way, very common in the Mayan world. And he had this like big stone in front of him that looked that had the drawing of like a monkey on it. And I think it's worth mentioning 
just for the context of the story that in Guatemala, there is a, a lot of racism and classism and especially against the indigenous people. Mm. And, uh, you know, saying it, you're indigenous is actually an insult in Guatemala, oh. just so you understand how terrible it actually is. And so, you know, they also sadly don't get a lot of access to education, that sort of thing, because the government really doesn't, you know, support, uh, you know, the poor people. It's it's a third world country after all. So that. And so this guy is sitting there in front of the fire wearing no shoes, just, you know, and my dad came with his big ego at the time. And he's like, what are you doing? He didn't even say hello or anything. The guy's like ignoring him a little bit because he's super focused. (laughs) (laughs) And my dad is like, tell me, what are you doing? And the guy's like, okay, okay, I'll tell you. Well, fire ceremony, I'm just uh, connecting to what you would probably call my God. So like, please, I'm like praying, like, like, Mm. leave me alone, you know? And so my dad started laughing (laughs) quite rude. He's like, oh, so your God's a monkey because of the monkey figure. And the guy is like, okay, fine. If you want to, I'll explain you what I'm doing. So he tells him, okay, look, do you have a photo of someone you love in your wallet? And my dad was like, yeah, I have a photo of my mom. And the guy is like, okay, do you want to show me? And my dad was like, that's so weird. Uh, Sure. (laughs) And he showed him the photo of of his mom. And the guy's like, are you sure that's your mom? And my dad is like, of course, I'm sure that's my mom. Like, what a weird question to ask. And the guy's like, well, actually, no, that's not your mom. That's a photo of your mom. This stone that you see here is a photo of my God. It's an image of my God. But here's the thing. My God is not a monkey, (laughs) as you said before. We just call it the 1000-faced God. What does that mean? It means it represents in every single thing that exists. It means there is no manifestation of existence that it wouldn't be the creator. You're the creator. I'm the creator. And I'm not, I don't mean like I'm the creator, like Mm -hmm. I'm the most powerful one because I'm the creator. No, no. It means we are the creation, but simultaneously we are also the creators of that creation. Mm -hmm. And he said in this occasion today, I'm connecting to this manifestation of creation, which is that monkey, because all of the animals are sacred, nature is sacred, reality is sacred. But in the Mayan world, we don't just connect to that. We connect to the heart of the earth. We connect to the heart of the cosmos. We connect to absolutely every single part of existence because we're on this journey of trying to understand the universe because without an understanding of the universe, we couldn't understand ourselves because we're a reflection of the universe. So to understand the universe, we have to understand ourselves. And in order to understand ourselves, we have to understand the universe. And that's what we're doing. And the way we do it is, you know, through this connection with energy. And he went on for like 30 minutes Mm -hmm. and gave my dad the deepest explanations about reality the cosmos nature it was very parallel to quantum physics which my dad was really into at the time my dad's like how is this indigenous man uh, who's wearing no shoes living in the mountain explaining to me neuroscience quantum physics all sorts of things that 
you know, even other people with a very high education that I know don't know about. Mm -hmm. This guy didn't know how to read or write. He never went to school. He just was a Mayan spiritual leader. He went on to become my dad's teacher, by the way. Mm. And, uh, it, you know, in as a part of, you know, their journey together and his, my dad's journey of studying to become a Mayan spiritual leader himself, there was this one time that he asked this same guy, his teacher, what's magic, you know, is magic real? Does magic exist? And his teacher told him, well, it does exist. The thing is, it's not the image of magic that you guys in the Western world have. It's not like in the movies where people have a magic wand <laughs> and yeah. they just point at things and make reality uh, you know, change just by doing that. He said, magic is a science and magic is the science of understanding and learning how to manage energy so that you can shift energy so you can work with energy so that you can create the reality that you want. And so he said, magic is a technology. Why? Because we are, for the Mayans, there's been five important cycles for humanity. I'm going to make this a little short because that's really long uh, to explain all the cycles. But every single cycle has been one of the parts that human beings needed in order to achieve our evolution. Mm-hmm. Each cycle has been carried by either feminine or masculine energy as well as by one of the elements like water, wind, fire. So the first cycle was us learning how to use fire because that's been a game changer for humanity, obviously. Mm -hmm. That was like a stepping stone into so many other things. The other cycle was about not being hunters and gatherers anymore, but it was about, you know, settling and agriculture and learning how to, you know, create a society, basically. The third cycle, the one we're stuck in, by the way, was the cycle of science. It was a cycle of the mind. It was carried by the energy of the wind, because for the Mayans, the wind represents the mind. And it was the cycle that brought with it an understanding of fine arts, an understanding of science, but the very standard science that we know, like the one we all studied at school, right? Yeah. So the very, you know, standard science and asking ourselves, you know, those big questions and starting to figure it out, but through the mind, through reason. And that was a very important cycle. The Mayans say that the big problem with that cycle is that we got stuck in it. Human beings fell in love with that one and didn't want to move on to the next one. Problem is there's those cycles were supposed to create our evolution to drive us towards our evolution. So even though science is extremely important and the mind and reason are extremely important, it's not enough. (laughs) We need a few extra things that we haven't yet figured out because we got stuck in the cycle. So the fourth cycle was supposed to bring with it the big revelation that we can overcome time and space. What does that mean? I want that one to be here now. It's over. We already passed it. We're in the fifth cycle. (laughs) We just got a little stuck. So some people did go into it a little bit. And I think right now we can even see that that people are kind of still processing the fourth cycle, even though it's over. Um, So what does that mean? Overcome time and space is the cycle where where we learn. Oh, actually, 
you know, in order to achieve something. If you have a goal, what do you have to do? You have to go through time and space. You have to work a certain amount of hours for that goal and you have to move around space a lot in order to get towards that goal. It can take years sometimes to achieve those things. Right. But the fourth cycle was the understanding of I can walk towards it, but I can also make it walk towards me. It's oh, kind of a law yeah. of attraction to, okay. sort of thing. Yes. So that's what we were supposed to figure out, out in the fourth cycle. The fifth cycle started on the 21st of December of 2012. Not the end of the world. I'm going to emphasize this so much. The Mayans never, ever said that. We actually try to stop it, but obviously no one listened because people love, you know, yeah. <laughs> this apocalyptic. The sky or, is falling. Yeah. It was a guy called Jose Arueyes. And the problem was that there was a prediction that was said to the Mayans to not share their secrets with people before 2012 because people were not ready because they're too stuck in the mind. They're not going to get it. Mm. So they, they were trying to protect everything I'm telling you right now. Like yeah. in, before 2012, they would hang me up for saying this. <laughs> so not, not literally, by the way, that's a joke. <laughs> uh, but yeah, people were not allowed to share this information. They were supposed to use it, help others heal, but not explain them how they're doing. So it, 2012 was the end of the um, of a vaktun, which is a cycle of 5,200 years and the beginning of a new vaktun, a new cycle of 5,200 years. It was also the beginning of the Hova How, this fifth cycle I'm talking about. Uh, this guy at Aweyes, um, what he did was he started talking about Mayan wisdom before 2012, but he made a fusion between Mayan, quote unquote, mm -hmm. and a bunch of other things. Problem is, he called it Mayan, even though it's not. Uh -huh. He's the one who came up with the whole 2012 thing. We never said that. <laughs> it's not true. This so, is wonderful to clarify for everyone. Yeah. Right now because our, our um, automatic association with Mayan culture is the world was supposed to end in 2012. Oh, and absolutely not. And actually it's the end of a cycle, but the beginning of a very new important cycle, the Hova How, the fifth sun, the fifth cycle of humanity. What are we supposed to? So the last one was law of attraction. Let's call it mm -hmm. for the sake of everyone understanding. This one, the one we just entered, um, this one is supposed to bring with it the realization of what I just told you at the beginning of this story, that we are not just creation. We're also creators and we don't even have to law to attract things to us anymore. We can create them from zero, from zero to everything we want. We don't have to attract things that already exist. We can just make them happen because we're not just creation, we're creators. So, okay. <laughs> and I know I'm giving you a really long answer to your but question. I, I, I'm so interested because the <laughs> idea, so, so let me, let me interrupt you for real quick, if I can. Go for it. Um, yeah. When we talk about, we talked loads about manifestation on the show, right? And so I figured out law of attraction stuff it, and, and it's so bizarre to know the actual date of when I discovered it was right um, around 2011, 20, July of 2011, um, or maybe like a little bit before then. But anyway, like started understanding, okay, what is this thing about energy or whatever? I would believe that that it coincided with what I would call my first awakening, if you will. Um, 
I hate that term. I just really have to call it something else, but like remembering essentially who I was and starting to understand some of these principles. And so when I was in that time period, 2011, I was starting to notice, wait a minute, I can bring things to me, you know, and I can, um, you know, the, the idea of attraction was in its very basic form, but as I've started to evolve and as, um, you know, started to talk to people on, on from the show and whatnot, we've, we recognize, I've recognized even, even last year that I was creating things, um, almost from scratch. <laughs> like I want this to happen in my life. Whereas before I didn't have the technology, if you will, the magic, if you will, to get that shift to happen super quick, the way that I was able to, and then to see how much it transformed in a very short amount of time. I mean, I was gobstruck and I was in this place of understanding, like something is different. Energy seems to be working differently right now since I had first initially discovered this kind of awakening. So we are currently in the fifth stage, you're saying, right? Yes, we just okay. entered it. And so here's the thing, obviously, again, very important, we got stuck on the third one. That's There's a big emphasis on that because we're still too deep in the mind, the reason in the science. And it doesn't mean we have to let go of that. It just means we have to add more to it because right. we're missing so many big pieces of the puzzle. And so when my dad asked his teacher that question about what is magic, he that was his answer. And I had to explain you all of those things for you to understand exactly what I mean. Obviously, this is way deeper than what I just said. This is a very summarized version of the whole concept. These are very, very deep concepts. Um, but he said, yeah, so basically, it's just the technology that allows us to manage energy. Mm -hmm. But in order to manage energy, we first have to understand what energy is. We have to understand what the universe is, how it works, what our place in it is. And then we have to learn how to manage it. But here's something very important. Um, and this is something that Nana Calixta, who's one of the teachers we work with, she was telling me the other day because she was telling me, Sulvay, you're too Western. <laughs> and I was asking her, like, what do you mean? <laughs> because I was asking her some questions about, well, you know, how to awaken and, you know, have this spiritual connection and revelations, you know. And I was asking her because we were shooting a video course and I was like, can you talk about that? And so that people start to understand at a deeper level how, how you know, all of that works. And she said, no, I can't. And I was like, what do you mean you can't? And like, I was like, I've heard you talk about that so many times. Like, of course you can. And she's like, no, because it's a problem. And it's mm -hmm. a big problem if we continue to explain people in this way, how to awaken, because we're directly speaking to their mind, to their reason. And she's like, there are things that you just cannot use the mind for. There are things you cannot use the reason for. There are things that you can only understand spiritually, emotionally, in different areas of, of your essence, of your existence. And I think you'll understand this, you know, tr try to think of something that you thought you understood because yeah. you understood the concept of it, but then you did it. And once you did it, you were like, ah, actually, I did not understand that. I thought <laughs> I did. I understood the concept of it, but now that I've done it, like now I get it. Yeah. That's now so I've experienced true. it. So it's like, explaining awakening to people is like explaining colors to a blind person it's mm -hmm. not you can understand the concept of colors 
you can, you know, it's easy yeah. to understand the concept of color, but imagine you see them for the first time. It would be like, wow, okay, this is totally different than the understanding I had with my mind. So even though the mind is a beautiful, great, amazing tool, true magic, true management of energy doesn't come just with the mind. Right. The mind is just one of the tiny pieces that we can use in order to be magic, to create magic. Uh, there are more parts of us that we need to start listening to and develop in order to become the creators of our personal reality. That's, I'm a hundred percent with you, honey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, you sparked a question for me because the, the, the terminology or the, the, the way that you put it so beautifully, um, people right now are, are really looking for this term awakening. I think the, that's why the term bugs me is because it's almost become a trendy thing that people are trying to explain and trying to like, oh, this is how you do it, or this is how you not do it or whatever. And in fact, um, I've been sitting down and saying, uh, writing some, even just questions about like, this is how you can ask yourself what it is, because asking someone else what it is, is like some, like exactly what you just phrased, um, trying to explain the concept of color. And so in thinking about that, um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm wondering if a lot of people have heard this term and heard this concept and are in that process of trying to discover what that is, but haven't quite yet. So they get lost in this loop of like all the reading and trying to do crystals and try to do the medium stuff and, you know, whatever. And they find themselves feeling empty almost of feeling like what's next? Like, why, why can I get to this place? Or why am I not as gifted as this person? Or why can I understand this thing? And they feel lonely and isolated. Is that the largest challenge that we're having right now with awakening? Yeah. Okay. Good. Actually really good question. So thank you for asking that. Um, so yeah, going back to what I was just saying about, you know, trying to explain colors and obviously you can't. So there's two different factors that come with awakening. It, understanding the concept is limited because right. understanding, knowing, knowledge is something that come that comes from words, and everything really uh, that we know, we know it because of words. We know it because we have listened to a teacher explain it to us, or we have read books or articles or listened to videos about it. But there is a limited amount of words and a limited amount of combinations. It's still very large, but it's a, there's a limited amount of combinations that words can have for us understanding a concept. And it just does not suffice because words are limited, but awakening is not limited. Mm -hmm. Awakening is limitless. And it's not something, again, that you can experience with your mind. It's something that you experience with everything <laughs> you experience <laughs> yourself as one with everything so really but here's the thing okay should you talk about should you explain other people how to awaken if you haven't been awakened yourself probably not <laughs> because if you haven't figured out how to do it yourself then how are you going to teach it to others um uh, so no uh, so but actually it's very simple and the problem is and I loved what you just said, because the problem is the deeper we go into trying to understand the concept of it, the further away we go from the actual it. 
I'll, I'll go back to the story. It's perfect. This story includes answers to all of your questions. That's the story <laughs> I was telling you with my dad of how my dad met his teacher was not followed by him asking him what magic is that came later on. But I told you, right, that he was actually, oh, this is so beautiful. He was actually um, a yoga teacher at the time, and he was teaching people meditation and all sorts of things. And the day after he met his teacher for the first time, after seeing the orange light, all that stuff, again, at five in the morning, he woke up, he went outside in the freezing cold, and he was, you know, doing yoga. And then he, he sat down and he was, you know, in the meditation position, he was meditating. So the teacher walks by, by coincidence, well, mm. no coincidences, but yeah, still. <laughs> so the teacher walks by. And the teacher's like, oh, that's the guy, you know, who I was talking to yesterday. So the teacher's like, hey, excuse me. And my dad is like opening his eyes and he's like, are you okay? And my dad is like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's like, oh, it's just that it's so weird. I never saw anyone uh, sleeping while sitting down before. <laughs> so my dad is like, okay, okay. Now it's my turn to show how I like I am, you know, because the day before he had explained him all yeah. those cool things, you know, he, so he's like, now I can show how smart and wise and amazing I am, you know, mm -hmm. so he's like, no, I'm going to explain you what I'm doing. It's called meditation. And he explained him, you know, the concept of, of what meditation is. I think I don't have to explain it. We all get it. <laughs> <laughs> so the guy's like, oh, well, that sounds super interesting. And why do you do it? You know, like, why do you meditate? What are you going to gain from it? And my dad was like, oh, well, I'm trying to reach nirvana. And my, the guy's like, what, what does that mean? What's nirvana? And so he explained more or less what enlightenment or awakening or however you want to call it is. The guy's like, ah, okay, that's great. He was like, you can do that through meditation. And, and my dad is like, yeah, you can do it through meditation. The guy's like, oh, super cool. And how long does it take? <laughs> my dad was like, um, I don't know, 20, 30, 40 years, maybe, depending on how disciplined you are. And the guy starts laughing, but for real, the guy's <laughs> like, yeah, he found it so funny. He's like, oh my God, that's hilarious. He's like, come with me. I'll show you, you know? And my dad's <laughs> like, what? So the guy brings my dad to his house. He's like, lie on my bed. And my dad is like a little, you know, like that's, this is like super awkward and weird, yeah. <laughs> but still he goes for it. And the guy's like, okay, I'm going to do something just like relax and go let it be. It. Yeah. Go with <laughs> it. You know? And he starts tapping his head in specific ways and um, for like a few minutes. And then and then that's it. Then my dad starts to see this golden, beautiful light, which is like not from this universe. He goes on this like 20 minute trip of like crazy, beautiful things. I've had that done to me too. It's called a pineal gland activation, by yeah. the way. And it's a Mayan practice and it's crazy. It's, a, it's impossible to explain with words because again, words don't suffice. You just right. experience awakening. You experience like the best way I can explain it is once you're in that state, 
if someone like a magic genie would come to you and tell you, okay, you can ask any question in the universe and I'll give you the answer to any question that you have about reality, the universe or existence or God or whatever. And you would say, no, I don't have any questions left. Thank you. <laughs> because that's how you feel in that state. You just have like this deep understanding, such a simple understanding. And literally every single person who I've seen have like during a pineal gland activation, some people cry, some people laugh, some people like have different reactions, but everyone's like, ah, you know, like, <laughs> oh, that was so obvious. And everyone starts talking about like, that was so obvious. It was like right in front of me all the time. Like, how could I not see it? You know? Yeah. And that's the thing. Long story short, my dad was like, okay, can you please, I don't know what you did, like, but please like teach me because the guy tells my dad like, okay, enough come come back and my dad was like please no don't make me come back and the guy's like no no come back come back it's been you know 20 minutes or something <laughs> and the guy's like asks my dad so okay was that nirvana and my dad's like yeah that was nirvana <laughs> for sure and the guy's like okay so now what are you gonna do hmm. with your life and my dad's like Shit. well you just took 30 years away from my life plan. So um, I don't know, I guess I'll have to figure it out. And then the guy, that's when they decided that he's going to become his teacher. It's funny because I've had that pineal gland activation several times, actually. And one of the times I can recall, it was, we were, my dad was invited to a festival in Tikal, which is the Mayan ruins in Guatemala. I don't know if you've heard about Tikal, yeah. a beautiful, very special place. And we were doing a solstice Mayan ceremony, a fire ceremony for the winter solstice. And it was like, there were, I don't know, hundreds of people there. And it was really strong, beautiful energy. Yeah. And I was like, okay, dad, I was like, can you please, please give me a final event? Like, this is perfect for final gland activation right now and so he did it and then of course a few people were like what's what are you doing can I have one too and so <laughs> we like two more people he did it for two more people because it takes a lot of energy so he can't you know do 20 in a row but yeah, yeah. and it was very interesting because there were a lot of spiritual people around and everyone was doing all sorts of different things, playing drums and people were doing a uh, rapé. Some people were, you know, passing incense around their body. People were doing all sorts of things. And me and the guy and the woman who had the pineal gland activation done, and we were all in the exact same state. We're looking at around at everyone and we're like, all these people, are getting further away from what they're trying to achieve with what they're doing. They're not getting closer to it. They're going away from it. Not because incense is bad. I have incense in my house all the <laughs> yeah. time, you know, like not because <laughs> drums are bad, not because any of those practices are bad, but because they're too stuck in the, what's the word now? I forgot the word and the ritual. Yeah. And the ritual to actually understand what the ritual is for. And Sometimes people, you know, it, going back to what Nana Calixta said, people are understanding all of these rituals, all of these practices from the mind. And we were talking about with Calixta while well, we were shooting a video course for the Mayan Wisdom Academy, uh, which is part of my project. Um, 
I was asking her like, okay, but everything we do here is through video courses and we're explaining people all of this concept. So how can we get people to understand it? not from their mind because we're giving them all of the keys, but I'm like, what do I do if they on to get them to understand it? Not yeah. from the mind, but from, I don't know, the spirit or, or the, you know, the soul or whatever. And, and she's like, no, you know, that you can't and you is not your place either. And she's like, for us, it's so easy. She's like, I'm indigenous and in the indigenous world, they teach you this stuff, the concept of the different parts of you since you were born. Mm -hmm. So we're, we're not stuck in the mind, but she's like, the problem with Western people is they only understand things through reason. Mm -hmm. And she's like, they think they're coming close to it, but the same concept that I use that actually gets me there, another person from the Western world takes the same concept and in the totally wrong way. And they take it from the mind. And so the thing is, but the thing is also, we have practices such as pineal gland activations because we don't believe in the Mayan world that awakening is the last step. A lot yeah. of people might think, oh, that's, that's the goal. Mm -hmm. And that's the, like, end goal if that's I do that the then I'm done but for the Mayans the, that's the beginning mm -hmm. and pineal gland activations they enlighten you from 20 minutes to two hours and it's and then you come back because you actually didn't get there yourself it's mm -hmm. specific technology was used to activate your pineal gland but it's a basis that's supposed to give you the understanding of ah now I know where I'm going now I know what I'm walking towards like so now I understand it in the same way, if you were blind and you open your eyes for even one minute and you could see colors, even if you went back to being blind after one minute, now you understand what colors are. So if you get awakened, even for 20 minutes, you're like, okay, now I get it. And now I know what I have to do in order to get to that state more in a permanent way let's say I yeah. hope I answered your question <laughs> yeah you did because what I what I find is is that there are so many practices so I do workshops every month uh on my patreon if you guys want to do that it's patreon.com slash the lovely uh anyway and when I talk to people a lot of their questions are surrounding around what do they have to do to get a certain energy to show up what do they have to do do I cleanse my cards with sage do I um, you know, bow three times before, you know, it's very specific things. And I've always found to have this like sour taste in my mouth around that recently. Like, I mean, cause I'm guilty of it too. I was like, okay, I got to do this and X, Y, Z. And this is the only way to, to participate. And maybe that's the first step you learn some of those rituals. So you can just get into a practice of being able to do something, but the more and more I did it, the more and more it didn't resonate with me anymore. And I started going, this doesn't feel right to me. This doesn't feel like what I'm supposed to be doing. Um, you know, there's there, I feel already connected to the energy. So me having to do all this stuff, uh, you know, ahead to show that I'm participating, if you will, um, seemed arbitrary. And I was like, I just don't think that that's what it's about. So, um, you know, I, I, I believe in my own personal interpretation that I have actually had a few awakenings. Um, several have been very similar to what you've explained where it's like, oh shit, I get it. Okay. Um, but you don't stay there. And I love that you said that because it's like, 
it's this continual, like you are still human. You still have this experience here on earth that you have to be present for. And so for people who are in this process, because I think a lot of times we glorify a lot of the higher uh, entities where we talk loads and loads and loads. You talked about this in the energy bodies, which we will touch on in the Patreon post interview. We'll talk about the four energy bodies. She has a lot of information about this that is is beautiful to hear. Um, but a lot of times people focus so hard on their spiritual body. And like, this is what gets me in this spiritual space. And this is what awakening is. And it means that I wear these jewels on my head and I do these, you know, go to these retreats in Tulum and like, whatever, no offense if you've been to a retreat <laughs> in Tulum, but it's very, it's made it very trendy and it's given it over to very Western people. Like when I went to Bali, um, my main complaint within the, the, the areas of practices of the, the things I was trying to get to do, uh, to do, to be more spiritual were all led by white people. And, and no offense to you guys who are listening, but I'm just being real here. Like I was thinking I'm going to Bali of all places, all the way out across the world to, to be with the people who have developed some of these practices. And I don't see any of them here. And for me, that was a weird experience, not to like make it about race. And it's, it's, it's not, it's about that these ancient traditions are coming from a place where this wisdom has, has been. I mean, comes from the ground up quite literally, not from someone who learned it in LA and decided to go there and is trying to teach you their version of it. Like you're getting it from the horse's mouth essentially. And what I found was, is that when I really did try to seek out those people and seek out the ones who, who have had that knowledge in there, like, uh, for instance, a couple of weeks ago, I interviewed a woman who, um, who is, uh, Indian by blood. And, uh, she was talking to me about Ayurveda. And I was like, wow, this is so interesting the way that she described it um, and how being able and, and not there, not being all the stuff around it. You got to do this. You got to do that. You got to make it this or whatever in order for our brains to logicize or rationalize um, this spiritual practice. If I can do this and I can do this and I can do this and this is the quote unquote right way. That's it. Yeah. Let's talk about that. That's it. Not you just described it perfectly. <laughs> so, <laughs> true. No, true, true. Very true. Well, two things. First, well, there's so many things, actually, I will have to choose what to say, because there are so many, so many things that I'd like to say. But it, it's true. And we, Tata Juan Manuel, my teacher, always says the same thing. Uh, we're not, you know, different skin colors, different races, everyone's made out of meat and bones and like everyone can access this wisdom, no problem at all. Yeah. But honestly, it, all of the indigenous spiritual leaders, they come from generations, thousands of years, literally of passing on the information from generation to generation until it arrives at them. It is their legacy, their heritage. It is their wisdom. It belongs to them. And right now with everything that's going on, like in Guatemala, for example, I was just talking about it with a, we're going to have a cacao training program because cacao is becoming so trendy right now. The and what? I was just talking, a cacao training oh, program. Oh, yeah. Because cacao is becoming so trendy and we were trying to fight it, but then we were like, no, let's not fight it. Let's actually um, give the floor to the the people who do have the information, the real, authentic, actual information. So it's only indigenous teachers and I was talking to one of them and we were talking about how this is just modern day colonization in you know in Guatemala you know like this is not you you, you can't come 
talk to someone for like one minute, an indigenous spiritual leader, create your own version of what you understood from it, because it takes at least from 13 to 20 years to become a spiritual leader in the Mayan world. Mm -hmm. And it's a lifelong learning process. But a lot of people come, they learn for like a few weeks, and then they go and give workshops or that sort of thing themselves. Yeah. And we say this is really terrible, not only because you're hurting your own energy, because you're working with energies that you don't know how to handle yourself yet, because you haven't go through the proper training in order to be able to do it. But uh, apart from the fact that it, it, it's also misinformation, so not only are you not informing people, but you are you can also hurt them if they trust you, but it is not okay also to think that after a few weeks or a few months of talking to an indigenous spiritual leader in Guatemala, eh, you have the right eh, to, to, to talk about a millenary tradition as if you knew more than thousands of years of generations who have dedicated their entire life to understanding the spirituality, the science and every single aspect of it. So I just felt like that was a very important topic that you touched on. And I just wanted to at least comment a little bit on it. Yeah. Because it is so important nowadays. And it's not because, oh, no, now if you're from the Western world, you don't have the right to access this knowledge. Everyone has the right to access this knowledge. But there are people who the floor should belong to, firstly. And it's the people who grew up surrounded by this. And then if you take the actual time to spend 13 to 20 years learning with a teacher and going through the right process, then by all means, then there's no rule against anyone, you know, learning and talking about it. You know, that like, that's fine. You know, if you go through the right process, then totally cool. I have a if question. You teach it too. Yeah. If, uh, <laughs> if someone, for instance, had uh, the pineal activation and they were able to access this type of awakening and understanding, could they uh, then intuit and or gather or have been given some of those technologies or informations uh, to them directly instead of having to learn through? Look, that's a really difficult question to answer. No, it's not difficult. It's just a long answer. <laughs> so they, you will get a lot of downloads when you're in that state, anyone. And yeah. really, you'll understand everything, actually. Uh, but still, no. And let me explain you why. Mm-hmm. Uh, so becoming a Mayan spiritual leader, again, it takes 13 to 20 years. It's a long process. You have to walk 20 altars. What does that mean? In the Mayan world, all of our altars are in nature and there are sacred places in nature that have like really strong energy. And, you know, literally for thousands of years, the Mayans have been using those specific, the same altars to do fire ceremonies. So it's like super, you know, strong energy places. And um, students like Ahkih students, which Ahkih means Mayan spiritual leader. Um, first, they have to ask a teacher. The teacher still makes a few ceremonies to ask if you have permission and the answer might be no, you can't become one, even if you want to. Hmm. Uh, but if the answer is yes, then the whole year you, your teacher spends teaching you. And then once a year, you go to one of these altars and make a ceremony. And then you have to make 20 ceremonies. And every year you learn and then you make a ceremony with your teacher in one of those altars. 
Why? There are so many different reasons. I'm, I'm not even going to get into all of them, but I'm going to tell you a nice one. Ahki have, have this really interesting thing, where, which is they know so much and they have so much knowledge and wisdom in so many different levels. But something really interesting is they always know when they're going to die. And uh, they always know, like they'll tell their family a few months before, actually. And wow. my dad even told me actually before he passed away. He told me like the year before he was like, well, you know, <laughs> so it was the, yeah, take, you know, my dad, for example, at the beginning of his journey, he had to go through these 20 altars or any spiritual leader. They have to do that at the end of their life. They do it again. They go to every single one of the altars, not over 20 years anymore, but all at once, like altar by altar to all of the altars they went to originally when they were studying. They do a ceremony, they sit in front of the altar and they start speaking to the altar and start telling the altar every single thing they've learned in their journey. Every wow. healing technique, every uh, download revelation, every teaching that their teacher left to them, every, you know, a piece of information they gathered in their whole life as a spiritual leader of how they heal people, how they help people, how everything. And what ends up happening is the students, the new ones, the young have who are walking in the altars with every ceremony, and I swear it's crazy, in every ceremony, when they go to one of those altars, when they're starting their journey, with every ceremony, they just get an incredibly crazy amount of revelations and downloads, you know, yeah. because what they're doing is they're going to the altars, and this is like very sp a specific technology, the teacher brings them there they do a ceremony and they start downloading the wisdom of thousands and thousands yeah. and thousands of Akihav who were sitting there once telling everything they learned mm -hmm. and now all of a sudden you're downloading it because but there are specific practices for that and that goes beyond pineal and activity again awakening is just one step there are many more steps many more things that you don't that even I don't know about yet <laughs> that yeah. are like so deep and my wisdom never ceases to blow my mind because with more learnings, I'm always like, that's so crazy. And, um, it's hard to explain, but there are techniques and those are the techniques that again, Mayan spirituality, not Mayan wisdom is convergence between spirituality and science. Science is the way in which we understand the universe, not the science we studied at school. It's more similar to a mix between epigenetics and quantum physics and uh, neuroscience and like yeah. so many beautiful, amazing sciences, but it goes beyond because the Mayans had a few extra thousand years to go even <laughs> deeper. Um, and so science is understanding. Spirituality is the way that we put science in practice. That's what spirituality is for the Mayans. So now we understand the universe. Now, how, how can we make use of that to achieve whatever we want in life, to become the creators of our personal reality? That's what spirituality yeah. is. Yeah. And there are different spiritual practices. What you were describing are the practices of the upper world, incense and, you know, herbs, different types of elements like that. Yeah. But there are other practices. Those are the practices of the underworld. 
honestly, we'll leave that for another time because yeah. we were- and actually I'm super interested. <laughs> well, maybe we'll touch a little bit on that on the Patreon episode. Cause we're almost for time. Uh, analogy that came to me, I heard spirit say kind of loudly was, um, it's like, right. Currently I'm learning French. I've been learning French for like four years and it's like still pretty shitty. Um, it's like <laughs> you knowing like all of the language, but if you haven't lived there, like you don't, you don't know how they speak. So it's like the difference between having the knowledge and having access to it in some way or another, but not knowing how to use it, um, unless you're immersed in it and, and able to be involved within their technique and how they say it and you know, whatever. So, um, what a wealth of information. Like there's so many ways I want to go into this. And I definitely want to come on some trip with you to Guatemala so I can get some of this <laughs> activation. Yeah. Um, but before we go, I want you to just briefly talk about um, the Mind Wisdom Project, what you do um, and where people can find you. Yes. So as I said before, I founded with my dad, the Mayan Wisdom Project and the Mayan Wisdom Project, our mission is to share this ancient knowledge and wisdom of the Mayans with the world to help transform individuals as well as humanity as much as we can. And the way in which we do it, it is a few different ways actually, but we have the something that is called the Mayan Wisdom Academy. And the Mind Wisdom Academy is really cool. It is a membership in which your teachers are indigenous spiritual leaders from Guatemala. I actually mentioned some of them in this mm -hmm. podcast, but we work with different teachers. They are experts in so many different areas of life, reality, existence, healing, everything, really. And we teach you the theory and the practice because for the Mayans, theory means nothing. If you don't know how to put it into action in your life, then it's absolutely worthless. So even though knowledge is important, you also have to learn how to take action, which if you join us, you'll see action is a very key word that we use a lot. Um, and we do it through video courses. We do it through meditations. We do it through practical exercises and webinars. All of the content is on demand, meaning you can kind of like go at your own pace uh the only thing that is live is the webinars so that you actually also have the opportunity to interact we have a beautiful community of people and we had the problem at the beginning of the project that it sounded way too good to be true <laughs> so but it's not <laughs> and that's why we decided to give for a few months we're doing that now we decided to give people a 30-day trial of the academy for one dollar only so that you can actually come in and see for yourself how amazing it actually is you can find that in mayanwisdomproject.com and we're also on instagram and facebook as the mayan wisdom project so yay you, can, you know visit our website and learn all about it there you guys pay a dollar and check this out at least at the very least. Yeah. <laughs> uh, to see what it is. Cause you're, you, you do have a wealth of, of knowledge and I, I love that you positioned it even in a way that you're someone who's still learning. Um, I love to talk to people who don't come from this guru kind of place. Um, but we're going to go to Patreon right now. We're going to talk about why reality is an illusion uh, yes. which is something that is super yep. fun. Uh, I heard that like, that's a pretty juicy, big chunk of what you talk about that we didn't even get to, uh, shocking. <laughs> Not even. It's, never, it's always like, <laughs> on our podcast. Like I have this idea of what I want to talk about and then spirit leads elsewhere. 
So that that's just how it goes. So guys, if you want to be a part of that conversation and hear the rest of it, go to patreon.com slash the lovely Aaliyah and we will see you there. If not, thank you so much for being on the show. So great to have you guys. If you like this episode, please send it to someone you love and we will see you in the next one. hope you enjoyed this episode. Please share it with someone you love. And if you're interested in becoming a client for energy coaching or card readings, find me at thelovelyaliyah.com to read more about what I do and to book your own session. And don't forget to add me on the lovely Aaliyah on Instagram for daily content and inspiration and hang out with me on Patreon. As always, thank you for listening. Mm-hmm.